topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show. It's the last one of 2021 and at the end of the year it's a really good time to reflect on what's gone on, what's gone well, what's not gone so well and what your goals and dreams are for next year. Now I'm joined today by a very special man, John Attridge. He is um, a global expert in complementary currency and very successful in business and we're going to explore why it is it that so many people fail in business, given the same opportunities as those who succeed. But before I introduce John and we start talking about things in the business context, I want to just explore with you, why is it some people thrive in life when other people really struggle? And for me, as you know, this is called Leadership for Life. I believe it's the same underpinning principles that work at the real core level in your life and in your business. After all, you're the common denominator. You take yourself wherever you go. And I think many people fail to look in the mirror and to look at what is it that I am doing? What is it that I am being that is contributing or creating the quality of my life or my business? Because the only person who can change things is you. And if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. So as we leave 2021, and it's been a challenging year for most people, I would say, you have an opportunity here. You can choose to take all of the frustration and the hurt and the, the challenges of 2021 into 2022. Or you can take the opportunity to really do an audit of those things in your life which are working well and that you are enjoying and are are serving you, those are keepers. But to also look honestly, but without making up stories about them, all those things in your life which you wish were better or different, and then decide why that's the case. Why do you want them to be different? And how do you want them to be different? and then to plan strategically how you want to achieve them. Many people talk about New Year's resolutions. Well, the research demonstrates that for the vast majority of people, New Year's resolutions last less than a day, some less than a week, very few less than a month, but very, very few people carry them through. And I think one of the reasons for that is that they don't really look at the underpinning why. So if you want to make 2022 a year which is different and better for you, or even better if things have gone well for you this year, then it is time for you to take stock 
But one of the challenges, I think, for me, for most people is that they take stock and then they make judgmental stories. Well, you know, I'm useless. I didn't do that or I couldn't be bothered or I'm no uh, I, I'm not rich enough or I'm I'm not enough to make that happen. Well, you can do something about that. You know, the, uh, the whole of this program, the whole of this series is about how you can incrementally change your life for the better by doing small things consistently. The grand gesture, the New Year's resolution, tends to lose its luster very quickly. You know, I'm gonna to go to the gym. Well, you buy all the gear in the January sales and you book your gym membership and you go and somebody shows you how to use them, all of the equipment and you spend 25 minutes, 30 minutes on a piece of equipment, having done no exercise at all, and then the next day you can't move. And so when the thought of the gym comes up, you think, mm, don't fancy that. That principle runs throughout the life. People who want to lose weight are generally very successful at losing weight. They're just not so good at keeping it off. Whereas if you talk about being healthy, rather than losing something if you make incremental changes to the way in which you eat so that you are eating more fruit and vegetables less fat less sugar uh, less uh, refined carbohydrates and processed food if you reduce those then you will automatically be helping yourself to be more healthy if you know you need to take more exercise and you live in a house with stairs then all you need to do is go up and down the stairs a few extra times a day and you will already be developing a habit of exercise. I was uh, reading something the other day and it was a really great way to save. Um, people who know that they're not very good with money and that they don't have a habit of saving. And this um, process of saving meant that by the end of the year you'd have several hundred dollars or several hundred pounds. And what it was asking you to do was to save a penny or a cent or a dollar on day one. On day two, multiply it by, by itself. So it's two, day three, three, day four, four, day five, five, and so on throughout the year. Now, if you started with pennies or cents, it might not sound a lot, but what it's doing is getting you into the habit of saving. If you are uh, better off and you can afford a dollar and then um, as the year goes on saving more then do that the important thing is to start and to make it a habit one of the challenges for all of us is that we all have habits which do not serve us 95 percent of our thoughts are habitual they trigger habitual emotions language behavior and so part of your audit is to actually have a look at the habits that you hold and probably are completely unaware of. Because until you become aware, you can't do anything about it. Those of you that listen to the show regularly will be familiar with the principle of becoming the journalist in your own life. And just as a journalist will study um, the person that they've been sent to write an article about, Studying your own life, you know, the way in which you behave is the first stage. And then it's up to you to decide whether to keep it as it is or to do things differently.
And then when you do things differently to recognize that certainly for the least the first 30 days and probably longer um, for that new habit to embed, you need to be doing it consciously, mindfully, so that it does become installed. All the time, keeping your eye on the prize. Why is it you want to change that? So if it's love that you're looking for in 2022, think about who would be your perfect partner and then think about how would you need to be to be the perfect partner for your perfect partner? Where are you going to meet that sort of person? What values do you want them to have? How do you want this to turn out? Because if you have a history of relationships that haven't worked, remember you are the common denominator. So whether it's in how you choose or how you behave, take responsibility for how that relationship pans out. And if you want something different, you have to be something different. If you're in a job that you hate, and many people um, have been furloughed or made redundant, are now considering setting up their own business. It's a very different mindset being an employee to running your own business. And many businesses fail within the first five years, many of them a lot sooner than that. You have to ask yourself the question why. And we're going to go into a break in a moment. And when we do, we're going to, um, to talk with John Attridge, who is, has a huge wealth of experience. You know, the title of this particular episode is Business Blunders and Bloody Great Ideas. And this is a man who has some bloody great ideas. And actually, he's very good in business. But I've no doubt that there were some blunders along the way. So don't go away. Join me after the break. And I'll introduce John to you. See you in a moment. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. 
To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. We have a very special guest today, someone with a wealth of experience, which spans several businesses, very successful businesses. Let me read you his bio before I actually bring him on the show. John is a student of business uh, author and keynote speaker who has founded, grown and successfully exited seven businesses over his career including an eight-figure trade sale and public flotation. He's a straight-talking Australian who's lived in the UK since 2003 and is considered a global expert in the complementary currency space. His latest book, Business Blunders and Bloody Great Ideas, is based on personal experience and observation and gets to the core of why 50% of people in business survive despite their best efforts not to and why the other half fail. So without more ado, let me introduce John Attridge to you. Hello, Gina. Hi, John. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. And I think a really critical time because so many people are now choosing to set up their own business because of what's gone on. And beginning of the year, new start, new opportunities. But before we get into the body of, of of your book and and the advice that you're offering would you please give us a a little bit of your journey and tell us how you come to here and to be such an expert yeah well um i've uh, i started in business i've been with some big multinationals like mlc life and uh, microsoft and coca-cola uh, lend lease corporation uh, but i've been in my own business um, uh, primarily for the last 30 odd years and so my journey is uh, is having uh, my own destiny in my own hands, and you know along the way I've learned some r really great uh, inspirational stuff from a lot of brilliant leaders, uh, like I have on my Quantum Leap Business Show, which I'm glad you were a participant on uh, the most recent one. Thank you, enjoyed being there. People from all walks of life uh, delivering so. One of the advantages of being part of a business community, which I started 32 years ago, is that yeah. you know you meet people from all walks of life in in many countries, many cultures. Um, so you know when you do that, you get uh, input from so uh, many varieties of sort uh, services that you pick up some bloody great ideas along the way. I bet you do. I wonder what do you think is the difference between someone who's an employee and somebody who's going to make a great business leader, a, a business owner, entrepreneur? It's attitude. So I talk uh, when I do my franchising and licensing uh, seminars around the world, and I say there's three types of franchisee. There's the one that has a great deal of entrepreneurial spirit, that if you're given them you know, an inch in America or a, or a centimetre in Australia or wherever you're from, um, you know, they go off and try and do it themselves. And so, um, you know, that's that's not a that's an entrepreneur, but but not uh, a franchisee, as an example. You no. get the other types, which are very steady in employment. You know, they love their PAYE salary at the end of the month. They're, they're steady, it's sure, it's secure. Their partner says, yep, I can spend some money, happy days. So you've got to try and find someone in the middle that's but a little bit out of the comfort zone, they're, they're a bit sick and tired of being a PAYE employee, yeah. getting paid the same for doing the same stuff. Um, 
but they, they need a little bit of a help to get that to that entrepreneurial uh, level. It's interesting, isn't it? Because so many people now facing um, an uncertain employment uh, situation pretty well uh, globally are deciding that the route they want to take is to go into business. So let's, there are lots of people listening to this. What would you say to somebody who's considering going into business? What are the sort of things that they need to think about? Um, and what are some of the bloody good ideas that, that you're, you're able to give them in, in what is going to, a short space of time? Yeah, well, well, they're going to jump into a fire pit, really, because uh, pre-COVID, you know, business uh, businesses were a certain percentage of the population. And here in the UK, for instance, we've gone from 3.8 to, to 6 million businesses in the last decade. There's been 1.2 million new businesses just during COVID. So some of it's out of necessity, but it's like yeah. doing anything, Gina. If all of a sudden you feel as though that you'd like to, I don't know, be a great footballer, you just yeah. don't turn up to the club one day and say, right, I'm here, I've got my uh, got my jumper, I've got my boots, uh, I want to play. You know, you'd have to do a, quite a lot of things. You have to do a fair bit of research on the game. You need to learn the mm. rules. You need to do some training. You need to get a coach. Yeah. You need to do some research. You need to get fit. You know, there's a thousand things that you need to do and you just can't wander off day one and be, you know, a Premier League footballer using that analogy. That's a really good analogy. And I know I've worked with many startups who think that, you know, they've got an idea that immediately that that should be a, a bestseller. Um, what do you think are the attributes that, of, of somebody who is going to make a, a successful business uh, owner i think they've got to uh, adopt the strategy that a windscreen is 40 times bigger than a rear vision mirror so it's all very well to reflect on the past but you need to focus on the future what you can change in order to get a better result so yeah. if you anchored by past memory by past uh, instances and trying to rely on that to get future uh, momentum then you know your 40 to 1 ratio around the wrong way so yeah. you need to be focusing forward, not, not in arrears. The other thing is that I would be uh, focusing on things that I love doing and I'm great at and outsource the stuff that I'm not great at and I hate doing. Because you know, mm. if you're a successful web designer and the last thing you want to do is, uh, is accountancy, outsource mm. the accountancy. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting there for two days a week trying to work your books out when you should be on developing your web uh, websites because that's where you earn revenue. It's such good advice and something that certainly I I do. Not only does it save you time because people who are loving it uh, are going to take a lot less time, they're much more practiced in it, but ultimately that frees you up, doesn't it? And I think counting the cost of your time, you can only spend each hour once, can't you? Yep. So for me, how are you going to get the biggest um, impact from that hour? Um, and ultimately doing the things that you're good at and those things that add to your business are hugely important. Yeah, we get a rush, a dopamine rush or an endorphin rush when we achieve something that, that we like doing. And and if you do that, you tend to do it more often. And as Gary yeah. Player, the uh, South African golfer once said, the more he practised, the luckier he got. And yeah. so, you know, you make your own luck by doing stuff, getting rewarded, your head said, oh, well done. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. And then you go and do it again. And, you know, to be relentless in business, to be consistent in business, 
to be always forward looking, yeah. uh, you've got a far better uh, chance of survival and thrival, if that's a word, than which is now. And <laughs> uh, if you're looking in the past, I think that's that's so true. One of the principles that I learned very early on, and it may sound a little strange, is to learn to fail better. And by that, I mean, if you are, for I'll give a couple of simple examples. Let's say that um, one in 10 um, appointments ends up in a contract. Then you need to do multiple tens to get multiple contracts. That's one side of it. But the other is to look at what is it? What are the con things that contribute to you getting that contract? You know, what is it about your presentation, about your product, about the people you're meeting that has led to success so that ultimately you look to do one in nine and then one in eight uh, and so on. And I think so many people are, are fearful of failure that they set themselves up to fail in the biggest terms because they then stop trying. They don't yeah. really look at what's going on. I, I have a 50 no strategy which says that you've got to get 50 no's in a row. And that could be talking to people, be putting your proposal across. And if you get to 50 in a row, I give you 50 quid. Now, okay. the trick is though, that if you're successful along the way, it resets yes. to zero. And yep. so what happens is that you never ever get to 50 because if you keep going, you'll get someone that says yes. I think that yeah, so many people give up, don't they, just at a point where if they just kept going, um, then they would find that they succeed. But I have had it leveled at me that, you know, well, when do you know when to quit? If you're always going to go forward, you know, there are times when you're banging your head against a brick wall. Wasn't it Einstein's definition of madness to keep doing the same thing and expecting a, 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 a different result? So how do you marry the saying 50 no's with knowing when you're trying to flog a dead horse? Well, it, it goes back, you said something earlier, which is totally correct, is if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. However, with the advent of social media, I would proffer that you will not get what you'll always got because the world will have moved on from yeah. where you began. So that's one thing. The second thing I subscribe to is that show me a person who never makes a mistake. Show me a person I never want to work with. Show me a person. And is going nowhere. They're going nowhere, aren't continues they? continues to make the same mistake, show me a person yeah. I never want to work with. So yeah. the idea is that, that there's no silver bullet. You know, you've, yeah. you've got to get out there, you make a plan, and then you apply that plan with realistic expectation, work out what is going right, what is not going right, change or little, be a little agile, a little bit nimble. You know, I yeah. hate this word being the, the uh, word that, you know, you have to... Uh, um, change completely what you're doing you know that gets bandied about in the world and that's like the titanic and asking the titanic to become a helicopter you know yeah. it'll it'll never happen you know so yeah. you've got to be agile nimble um in in business if it's not working change what it is if if it is working then replicate you know it's it's not rocket science i like the idea of being agile and nimble rather than pivot i have a real problem with pivoting because eventually you end up back in the same place don't you well, and it's like, you know, if you have to rely on a plan B, then your plan A wasn't constructed properly in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So, but being being able to be flexible, to be reviewing all the time. I think too many people 
fail to monitor effectively and evaluate what they're doing. They, they tack it on at the end rather than looking um, as they're going, is this plan working as I expected it to? What do I need to uh, adjust? Who do I need to talk to? Uh, yeah. Can make such a lot of difference, can't it, in business? It, it, go back to being a caveman, cave woman, whatever you like uh, in today's uh, uh, tenses. You know, their battle was to survive. You know, they yeah. were in their cave and they had to be nimble and agile, otherwise, the whatever it was was going to eat them. And so they have a plan on how to eat every day. They worked out how to create fire. They had a whole lot of other things. They worked out strategies. Yeah. They needed to move when it got cold and move when it got hot again. Yeah, um, but that, they were every changing, even in a very basic uh, scenario. And and I think more business people have to apply that mentality uh, to their strategy document. Uh, it's true, isn't it? And those cave people, um, if they didn't apply that strategy, then they died out. So the strongest survived. And I think that's also true in in business. It's those people who have that resilience and that inner strength, because there are times when it's challenging particularly with a new business getting known getting your product out there getting a reputation and maintaining it um, are all a challenge but if it's you're doing something you love back to your early statement doing something that you really enjoy then that takes that sense of oh god i've got to do this uh, out of it yeah and there's, there's one fi a final thing on strategy and that is that 92% of people aren't great at sales. And I think that's true. So, and I don't care what it is that you do. So, yeah. you know, because 92% of entrepreneurs are product-based entrepreneurs. In other words, yeah. you know, they provide a better mousetrap or whatever it happens to be. Yes. Only 8% uh, would be considered sales-led entrepreneurs. Okay. Now, sales-led entrepreneur can always sell their way out of trouble. A product-related uh, entrepreneur has to have an ally in sales somewhere, otherwise they get left high and dry. So my key piece of advice would be, if you do not consider yourself a sales-led entrepreneur, you've yep. got one of two things. You either partner with someone who is great and loves sales, yep. or you learn to do it yourself. Now, if you're not prepared to do one of those two things, then you'll be one of the 50% of people that has a greater chance of being in the 50% that will fail. So in terms of sales, and I think many people are frightened of sales, and I have to say, I'm, I'm not a natural saleswoman. I can sell other people, find it much easier to sell other people than I have in the past selling uh, the things that I do. What advice would you give to people in terms of um, how to sell? I think selling is a personal thing. It's a structure. One of the great guys that I saw 50 years ago um, in uh, the US and uh, Brian, um, in, in, I don't need to repeat his name, but he's regarded around the world as as, as one of the, the, uh, the key guys. And he had a spine and ribs method of selling, which says that you have a beginning point and you have an end destination. You have a whole lot of side conversations along the way but you need to return to the central spine to put a logical story to find a solution listening to your prospect that at the end, if, if the solution is apt, then the prospect will be saying, John, I, you know, I want this. It, it's, yeah. it, it's providing a solution. So a lot of people get mixed up and they don't provide what I would call a sales track. And the guy's Brian Tracy. 
uh, yes. in America. And that Brian talks about this sales track, which I'm a firm believer in and have been for 50 years. I think the other thing that you said within that is that the, the listening, you know, listening to your uh, client, your customer, um, whatever you choose to call them, um, and recognizing their need rather than just imposing what you've got instead looking at what it, it means to the person that you're selling to how many times Gina, do you turn up to an event or you listen to people and, and a salesperson will turn up and throw up so and, <laughs> i've never heard that expression before and all they're doing is is bleating out all this stuff buy my stuff buy my stuff because yeah. and not, you know it's like having a sandwich board in the town center somewhere you know trying to flog yeah. stuff with from complete strangers so you need to understand what the other person's need is before you can even think yeah. about applying your solution. I think what changed for me is when I started to see sales purely as relationships. Um, and I'm good at relationships. Um, I didn't consider myself good at sales because my background, as you know, I was a head teacher. I had to sell um, in the sense of attracting pupils to the school. But we did that simply by uh, what we did. We didn't actually have to do anything other than be who we were. And when I first started my own business, I, I was really very um, nervous about selling. But what, as soon as I recognized it was about developing that relationship, um, I, my business thrived. And my, this is my first business, Gina Garden Associates, which is still going. Within very short time, it was always through recommendation. I didn't need to sell at all. People came and still do come to me and say, will you work with me? And yeah. that's the perfect place to be, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, there's uh, great salespeople are great listeners and they ask great open-ended questions and there is a difference. Yeah. So a question that starts with a who, what, why, where, when, how, yeah. um, it gives you an open uh, question and if you listen to the answer, then, you know, some people will... Uh, be a prospect, other people uh, will be a suspect, and the other lot will be insects. They won't be a part of your life in terms of, of sales. No, so no. You need to understand uh, where that relationship lies. So tell us about your book, Business Blunders and Bloody Good Ideas, because it sounds to me like it's a, a book that many people would find incredibly helpful. Okay? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a whole series of things, Gina. So. It's case studies. I'll give you a quick example. You know, how many, when you went to a, a restaurant the last time, did they get any data capture of who you were the first time you've walked in? When you left, did they know who you were? I don't think they did. And, and that's a pretty common occurrence. Yeah. The second thing yeah. is, did they give you any invitation to return? No, they didn't. And did they understand the buying motivation as to why you went through their door in the first place? No, they didn't. All they did was ask you some inane question like, how did you like the food? Um, you know, which is such a dumb question because particularly in the UK, if people, even if they didn't like the food, they just shake their head and said, yeah, it's all right. Um, <laughs> they just don't come back. In, in America, in Australia, a little bit different. Right, you know, okay. There's one, there's one example. You know, I worked with a restaurant chain and we got a 28% increase in volume. And I'm talking, yeah. it went from about 1.5 to 2.2 million of turnover yeah simply by getting the wait staff to ask a buying motivation question yeah now that applies to every single business so if you don't understand why people are doing business with you you don't give them an invitation to return and you don't know who your customer is how the hell can you spend any marketing money 
So there's one quick case study on yep. some of the great ideas I've come across. You know, I've seen some massive blunders as well. And you know, we encounter them every single day. I'll give you a quick example. Who loves ringing their energy supplier? Who loves ringing <laughs> Sky Television or any of those? What do you get? You know, ring, 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 ring. Hello, you've caught us at an extremely bad time today. Well, uh, that's when you get through the 17-point menu. After you've done that, you've caught yeah. us at a bad time at this particular time. It doesn't matter what time of day, what day of the week, it's always a bad time. And who yeah. is it a bad time for them or bad time for you? It's it's a bad time for them. It's always about them. Yeah. And so people get sick and tired of not being able to talk to a human being, that sort of stuff. So there's another blunder that, and I talk about some of those uh, cases in my book. I also got, because I'm part of a business community, I started this business community 32 years ago. And we've got hundreds of thousands of business owners globally that uh, participate in my community. Um, I've made some really good black book contacts over the years. I bet um, you have. And uh, you know, the couple of the people on the back of my book uh, that, have, that have provided little nuggets of wisdom include people like Andrew Bailey, who is the governor of the Bank of England. And I met him <laughs> when he was the chair of the Financial Conduct Authority. Goodness. Alan Peace, who's uh, sold him and his wife, Barbara, over 30 million books on body language, which is a very interesting uh, series. Mm. Um, but I met him 40 odd years ago when I was working with MLC Life. So I've bumped into so many interesting people over the years and you learn by associating yourself with interesting people, you learn a lot. The old saying is it's hard to soar like an eagle if you're surrounded by turkeys. It's absolutely <laughs> true. Very true. And at this time of the year, the turkeys haven't had too much fun, have they? So, yeah. Ultimately, this show is designed to help people make the most of their life. And I think some of the principles that you're talking about in business are just as true in terms of living your daily life, that ultimately you've got to be a participant, not a spectator in your own life and in your business, haven't you? Um, comes to things like planning. I talked to James Short, yeah. General James Short, took the British forces into Bosnia, served on the COBRA uh, committee with yeah. the government. And he talked about strategic planning going into battle. You know, more pe people put more effort and timing and e money into planning their holiday than they do their business. And so, you know, um, you know it's just simple stuff, Gina, that... Um, that when you read some of the stuff in my book, it just it, it should do a couple of things. It, it'll awaken some people that have stuff that they've never heard before. And I think, well, the other part of it is that it'll remind you of stuff that you have learned and you've forgotten. And, and yeah. that is a lot of a uh, lot of your life. You know, the older you get, the more you learn, the more you forget, too. And that's not through. That's true. Old timers <laughs> yeah. disease. This is uh, this is through natural uh, occurrences from what I can make out. or I certainly hope so. But yeah, yeah. You know, and people learn from other people. You know, why did the Australian Aborigine not live in a house or have a structured society or do buildings? Because they were isolated for so many centuries, thousands yeah. of years. Whereas yeah. people in Europe, you know, they, they spin off one another. So another thing in business is associate yourself with great people. Because if yeah. you do that, you know, you, you have a far better chance of success. Too many people try and be the king of the castle, as it were, yeah. when, when, you know, you need to be the king of what it is that you do or the queen of what it is that you do. But surround yourself with great people because you know they'll provide the gaps that you don't have and there's no one that I've ever met that's perfect. No, 
it's such good advice. So where can people find you if they want um, somebody to come to a keynote or they need to um, to want to become part of your um, your community? So they can find me on LinkedIn, Gina, just my name there. I think I'm the only uh, person with uh, with that name that does what I do. Um, yeah. My email address is, uh, if people are more than happy on my LinkedIn, it's got my email address, just pop me a LinkedIn request, say you saw me on the show or you want some input and I'm happy to uh, provide that. Brilliant. Now, we're proud members of B1G1, Buy One, Give One, which is an organisation uh, designed to help businesses recognise that they're, uh, that by giving, it can actually be great business um, and that you can do good for other people and at the same time do good for yourself. And every time I have a guest, they're invited to uh, to choose one of three projects. We have different projects each month uh, and then we donate on their behalf. And you've chosen clean water. It just seems to me a tragedy that in you know the year 2022, we're going into a year and there are still many, many people who whose only choice is to drink dirty water and as a result. It staggers me that there's 3.2 billion people on the planet in this uh, situation and you know when most of us the, our biggest moan is will we have turkey for Christmas I just I just can't get over it sometimes that that other people have got a lot more a uh, lot more uh, onerous uh, conditions on their lives. Well let me just explain to those who are watching or listening this particular project. So we're going to be giving underprivileged children in Tanzania access to life-saving water. Um, it's not readily available in poverty-stricken areas. And this is done through 28 to 40 meter rope pumps, which go right the way down to the aquifers and allow clean water to come to the surface. Now, it's interesting because not only does it give them clean water, but it's usually the young children and women who go and walk miles to collect water. But when they've got a rope pump in the village, it then frees those children to go and attend school. And that enables them to lift themselves out of poverty. Now, if you're listening, remember that um, for every person who downloads, um, whether it's the TV version or the, or the video version or one of the podcasts, we donate um, and you can choose whether you want that to be environmental, uh, food, water or education. Just let us know. Um, and if you're a business out there and you're interested in joining B1G1, then please let me know. Email me at gina at generally-u.com. John, it just remains for me to say a huge thank you for being on the show. You are an absolute inspiration. And I know that the many people out there um, who are either just starting their business who, or who are well-established will benefit from your expertise and experience. You know, more millionaires are made during times of downturn than are ever made in times of boom. And I think, you know, if you're considering starting your own business or you've got a business and it's not doing too well, then John's book, Business Blunders and Bloody Good Ideas, is there to help you. So thank you very much, John. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been my pleasure too. And I hope uh, some of the insights, inspiration and ideas uh, help people uh, on their journeys. Fabulous. Thank you. Don't go away. Be back after the break. See you in a couple of minutes. Thanks, John. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break.
Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email Gina at genuinely-you.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. We're down to the last few minutes of the last show of 2021. So it really is time for you to think about how you're going to approach next year. You can choose to carry on doing what you've done, to stay within your comfort zone, but most of you recognize that staying in your comfort zone means that you're playing small, that you're not being the best version of you. Now, it can be scary, but there's a lot of help out there. And, you know, the, the guest on the show today, John Attridge, is offering people who are in business help. And over the, my over what, nearly 40 years of working with people, helping empower them personally and working with them in the business context, recognize how important it is to have a coach or a mentor. John mentioned that um, when he was talking too. And I think so many people can actually recognize that in the sporting world, that it is worth having a coach and that that can make a huge difference to people's performance. But they don't recognize how valuable that can be both in personal life, relationships, and also business. But ultimately, having somebody who is fighting your corner, but at the same time recognizes when you're BSing yourself and holds a mirror up and says, you know, really? Really? Um, but does it in a way that is supportive, that where you feel safe, can be a huge, huge advantage. Now, I've been in the game so many years, and yet I have my own coach, I have my own mentor, because ultimately I'm always looking to learn from someone who is further along in a particular part of the journey. 
Now, are they further along than in all of my journey? No, they're not. But I look for the areas where I have um, recognized that I need to develop that I need an expertise that I don't have or that I need to just take things to the next level. Or simply I need somebody to challenge me and say, you can do better than that. I find it really interesting that if your boiler's not working quite right or your car's you know, not running as well as it should, you have no problem in going to an expert and saying, can you get it up to optimum level? And yet how often people will avoid dealing with their own stuff because they don't want to feel vulnerable. I think 2022 is where we will see authenticity become much more um, obvious on the agenda at a personal level, at a business level, at a leadership level. Walking your talk, speaking your truth, but speaking your truth in a way that is not unkind or rude but just being able to say to people, you know, this is who I am and this is what I believe and this is why I believe it. And so I uh, choose to do things in this way. Being able to say to people, no, but to do it graciously and to do it in a way that doesn't leave the other person feeling bad. Being true to who you are, so important because all the time you're trying to please other people, all the time you're trying to be something that you're not, you are effectively keeping yourself in a cage. What I would say to you is go on to Amazon, have a look at Gina Gardner author page. I've created many publications which are intentional workbooks and journals, which share the principles with you, but then structure things to help you grow, to help you um, put in place new habits that are going to be far more empowering. Or if you'd like um, to set up a time to actually, you know, have a, a cut the bullshit hour, then email me, gina at genuinely-u.com. And let's make 2022 a year where you fly, where you thrive and you feel great about what you're doing. Does that mean all the problems disappear? Well, no, this is not a Pollyanna thing. But what we can do is to make things more manageable and to give you the support um, and the growth that you need to be the very best version of yourself. So I wish you a happy, healthy, joyous and abundant new year. And I look forward to seeing you next week, next Thursday, same time, same place. Um, and I've got a great guest for you. have got a whole load of guests lined up for you in 2022. So wishing you a very happy new year, a year when you should become the leader in your own life. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.